Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. A really powerful verse has grabbed my spirit this week. It's Psalm 27 verse 1. Some of you might have learnt this one off. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? How awesome is that? It says, The Lord is my stronghold. Whenever we think of strongholds, we often think of negative things. And I'm going to talk about that today, how that we have strongholds that need to be pulled down and someone's hiding in a stronghold and they, they can't capture them. It just said David used to go up to the strongholds of En Gedi. But I want to look at the positive aspect of strongholds today as your stronghold. He's the, he's the stronghold of my life. Because when you know he's your stronghold, you don't have to be afraid of anyone or anything. I thought, Wow. When I get afraid, it means I'm not dwelling in my God as the stronghold of my life. The message version says, So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. Wow. Afraid of no one and no thing. That covers everything. So I want to grow in my spiritual walk so that is my stronghold. The uh, what dictionary says of the word stronghold that it's a place of fortress. It's a well fortified place, a fortress. Wow! So God can be your fortress inside of your heart, where you live in a place of victory and overcoming. So the Lord is the strength of my life. He is my stronghold. I want you to get that in our hearts today. The, there's another beautiful verse in Nahum. Who's read Nahum lately? In the, some of you didn't even know there was a book in the Bible called Nahum. He was a, an Old Testament prophet. Only a couple of chapters. But every now and then you find this incredible gem in some of these Old Testament prophets. Listen to this. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7 says in the Amplified, The Lord is good, a strength and stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows... He recognizes, cares for, and understands fully those who take refuge and trust in him. I want to read that again because that is so, so powerful. It says, the Lord is good. We've just been singing about that all day. The Lord is good. A strength and stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows. He recognizes cares for and understands fully those who take refuge and trust in him. Wow, that's what the enemy tries to steal, that understanding of our hearts. And and the enemy says, God's forgotten you, or he's a bit busy, or uh, he's got other agendas. No, God's good, and he fully understands everything that's going on the inside of us, around us, in our family, or in our nation. And sometimes we get afraid and saying, God, what's going on? But the Lord is our stronghold. He's a strong tower that just run into it and they are safe. And that's not a siege mentality. You live with God's strength in your heart and then you go out in victory. So it's not an escape mechanism. It's a place of strength that you live your life from. Psalm 9 verse 9 says, 
The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. So there is times of trouble in our lives, but the Lord can be your stronghold, a place of strength. One more psalm in verse, chapter 18, verse 2, and I think this is what we used to sing a song about. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. My stronghold. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And, and some of you are thinking, wow, is he really the stronghold of my life? Or do I sort of go up and down and I'm influenced too much by feelings, pressures, circumstances, other people's opinions, my past, whatever's going on, God wants us to have a strength where he's our stronghold and out of that you live a life of greater victory and freedom. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 is the other well-known passage about strongholds and this is about the negative strongholds that get a hold of your life. And we've all had places in our mind or heart, it might be anxiety or fear, it might be addictions, it might be generational patterns of expectations, <coughs> it might be relational rejection or fear or whatever it is. All of us have battled strongholds that are negative strongholds. And today I want to encourage us that we can replace the negative stronghold with the positive stronghold of the Lord being in our life. To face it, trace it and replace it. And so wherever there's a stronghold of negativity or fear, the Lord's saying, hey, I can be your stronghold. And that place that was a place of weakness can become a place of strength. How awesome is that? And some of you have lived, believe us, to see what was once a place of fear or anxiety or weakness or addiction actually becomes a place of strength, of overcoming, and then you can help set others free. Let's give praise to God because that's the God that we serve. He is our stronghold. He's our mighty, mighty stronger. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. No matter how strong they might be, they're no match for the power of the name of Jesus Christ. It goes on and says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we make it obedient to Christ. Now that's a real challenge because I don't know what drives our thoughts but they just go crazy sometimes and pressure comes and <coughs> stress and reactions and our thoughts can just go all over the place. Let's read it in the Amplified. For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh or using the weapons of man. We live in this flesh and blood body. And God knows that and that's why Jesus walked and he understands everything about what it means to be human. The joys, the sadness, the pain, the tiredness, the victories... The incredible joy of family and relationships, all those things. God understands all of that. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. It's another word for strongholds, fortresses. 
We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So when we think of strongholds, we can think of all sorts of things. But here, the Apostle Paul says most of the strongholds we have to deal with are arguments and thoughts and patterns of thinking in our minds and also uh, perceptions about things. So if we learn to win the battles in our mind and heart, the other stuff out there becomes a lot easier to deal with. But this is where we learn how to get our spiritual muscles strong. Okay, it's those thinking patterns that come. And sometimes I don't know where they come from. Some personalities just are more prone to worry and anxiety. And some people, if they haven't got something to worry about, they're worried because there's nothing to worry about. And so it becomes such a pattern in our lives. Other people just wrestle with negativity. And you can point your finger at your, your auntie or your uncle, always negative, thinking, well, it's their influence when I was a kid. Hey, we're not about blaming here, but some people wrestle just with negativity or lack. Or they, they wrestle with the fear that uh, an accident's going to happen. Whenever the phone rings, they're just on edge. And some have had trauma in their life or fear in our lives. And, and there are reasons why we've ended up triggered with things. But let's not let them become the stronghold that governs and directs our life. And rejection, saying, well, I won't trust anyone anymore because I've been rejected one too many times. And they are very real strongholds. Or God's been stirring your heart for months or years to step out and serve and help minister in our church or community. But you keep holding back because, well, you've got a fear of failure. I tried that once and it never worked. Are you going to let fear rule the rest of your life instead of getting out in the great adventure of being led by the Spirit and see what God will do? There are musicians here that could be on our team, but you're just scared that you're not good enough and you haven't even told anyone you can play and yet you're amazing. I know there's people here and you're hiding out of fear because one time you served in a church and you got uh, misunderstood or rejected and you've been sitting here hiding. That's not in my sermon notes, so the God's obviously speaking to someone. <laughs> or more than one. There are things that hold us back and we let fear be the stronghold that holds us back from getting up and living... The life of adventure. Marilyn and I, we've just chosen to keep saying yes to the Holy Spirit and let none of those strongholds hold us back. We just say yes to the Lord. And we've learned that the Lord is the stronghold of our lives. Sometimes when we think of strongholds, we think we've got to take over the ruling spirits over a city. We're going to take on the uh, strongholds over our nation of insecurity or rejection. There are moments and times where God will lead a group or churches or people to do that. But most of the time, the strongholds we have to deal with are in here and in here and around us. That's where you deal most of your attention and focus. And if you get strong in that, God will sometimes release you to go into a family and help release or break strongholds in a larger area. It says, the weapons we use are mighty to destroy strongholds. What are some of those weapons? I was thinking about them. The first one I know is the Word of God. The Bible is so incredibly powerful. You can speak and confess a promise over yourself and in five minutes that which was tormenting your mind has lost its power because you start to declare the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You say that for five minutes and all of a sudden that fear that you was wrestling you that God forgot you, it just loses its power. The Word of God is awesome. 
Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified says, For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing and effective. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Remember we just read a lot of the strongholds are imaginations and thoughts and patterns of thinking in our mind. What they really are and what's going on. What's of God, what's of the devil and what's of yourself and what's of other people's opinions. And he'll make it into truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we've got to get that word. That's why you need to do daily devotions. That's why you need to read the word, meditate on it, journal, get, let it get inside of you. And whatever strongholds you might be battling with of negativity or fear, you just find half a dozen scriptures that relate to that and speak them, pray them, declare them, confess them until they change the way you think about yourself and God and others and you see what will happen. You'll be set free on the inside and then the fruit will overflow to everyone else around you. That's the journey where the Lord becomes the stronghold of your mind and heart instead of that other pattern being the stronghold that holds you and controls you. The enemy's idea is to control but the Spirit of God has come to set you free and release you to flourish and build his kingdom in your families, in your kids, your generations. I thank God for godly parents and grandparents who just keep sowing into their kids and grandkids. I thank God for brothers and sisters who hold one another supportive and accountable and say, hey, that's not the right way to think. Here's a better way. Let's work on this together. And so we get the word of the Lord changes us. Remember when Don McDonnell, many have heard Don when he had that tragic accident and was paralyzed. And uh, he was a man of faith, had seen thousands of people saved and healed, but he, he gave up. He thought, I'm paralyzed from the neck down, I've got crushed vertebrae. They say, I'll never walk again. And he just, he, for a few days, he just gave up. But his wife, she was such a woman of faith. She got some um, teaching tapes of the Word of God, got a player, put him on his head and just pumped him with the Word of God. And he could, he, his arms didn't work, so he couldn't pull them off or he didn't like them, so he was just stuck. The word pumping 24-7 into his head. After a few days, he started to think, well, hold on. I've seen all these miracles. God, you've said that if I have a vision, then I'm going to break through. And so he started. He started to think, well, God, if your word's that powerful, I should be able to move my toe. So he says, toe move in Jesus' name. And over after a period of time, his toe started to move. He says, these legs, you've got to work. And so he jumped out of bed and collapsed in a heap with stuff everywhere. But the next time he started to move. And so over weeks, he just kept saying, the word of the Lord says, and he's still a walking miracle. Every year he goes back for his tests. And every year the doctors come in with these scans and, and all that. And they say, you can't walk, can you? And he says, well, I just walked in here. They said, you can't move your right hand, can you? So he just grabs on the whiteboard and said, Jesus heals with his right arm. They said, that's impossible because God's healed him, but he's deliberately left some of the parts that are. So there are parts from his brain going through his back that do not, they should not get there because God's healed him, but they are not connected. So he's a walking miracle. He said, the power of the word is greater than even my physical body. 
And I think, God, your word is much more powerful than circumstance and things we think about ourselves. We've got to realize how powerful that is. That's a mighty, mighty weapon. Well, God's given us many other incredible weapons. The authority of the name of Jesus we heard about around communion. Philippians 2, 9, 11. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Every name. Not just Bob or Jane or Harry. The name of sickness, the name of anxiety, the name of depression, the the name of Jesus greater than every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue confess, acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow, wow, wow. Because every time you speak the name of Jesus... It declares the finished work of the cross. Every time you speak the name of Jesus, it declares that I am a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Every demon in hell trembles whenever you speak the name of Jesus Christ. And last week I was talking about the blind man calling out and Sammy Rodriguez who spoke at the conference and he was asked to pray at the inauguration of President Trump and all the reporters before him were saying, are you going to pray in the name? He said, what name? They, would, they refused to say the name of Jesus because there was a whole thing going around the media and trying to, uh, they used to beep out the name of Jesus when sportsmen would try to acknowledge Jesus that were Christians. And he, he, would, he said, you just wait and see. So he baited them for days and weeks before and they're all there waiting to see, if he's, is he going to use the name? And sure enough, he got up and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, the name is above every other name. In front of 1.1 billion people watching, he declared unashamedly the name of Jesus is more powerful than every other name. And don't you ever be ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. And this world gets scared of the name of Jesus. Why do you think the devil has made it a swear word? Because he's trying to discredit the name of Jesus. That's why it's used as a swear word against the authority of Jesus' name, but let me tell you, it is so, so powerful. You need to pray and speak in the name of Jesus. We need to step up and take authority over sickness in his name. We need to take authority over fear and darkness. We need to take authority over those strongholds and patterns that have been trying to destroy our kids and our families and destroying our nation. We need to declare in the name of Jesus, he is our provider. Oh, God. Another weapon's prayer and praise. And we learn to do that in our church. People come and say, boy, you guys are noisy. I said, look, we've just learned that there's incredible power in prayer and praise. Why would you be silent about it if you've got the, 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 the key that unlocks people's souls? Prayer and praise and worship are keys that unlock people's hearts. Why would you be silent if someone's locked up for 30 years in prison and someone's given you the key to unlock the prison cell and you don't go and use it? They say, what are you doing? You're letting them down. You're ignoring the very answer. Prayer and praise are keys that unlock the prison cell of people's hearts and minds. That's why we're passionate about it. That's why we praise and pray with all of our hearts. And I encourage you, don't do less, do more for the glory of God. The Holy Spirit's power is an amazing key. Acts 1.8 in the Amplified says, But you will receive power. The Amplified says, Ability, efficiency, and might. That's what that word dunamis means. So God will give you ability that might be beyond your natural ability. He'll give you efficiency, wisdom, creativity, ways to get things done quicker and more 
wisely and he'll give you might. That's the power, the might, the almighty power of God. But when I pray in other tongues, the fire of God comes in my heart. And the enemy tries to rob. I, we were at Planet Shakers the other week and there were hundreds of young people got filled with spirit on the Wednesday night. I said, thank God these people are learning to tap into the power of God. The enemy's tried to silence that in churches all over the world for way too long. I was at King Arroy this this Wednesday, this week, speaking at a leaders meeting in a church out there that I go to every year. And they had 50 or 60 leaders there. And it's really exciting what God's doing in that church there at King Arroy. God's bringing in lots of lives. And so I do the leadership stuff and we pray for the worship team and people and encourage. And just before I finished, I felt the Holy Spirit say, invite anyone who's not filled with the Spirit to come up and we're going to see them get filled with the Holy Spirit. I thought, this is a leaders meeting. But I looked down the back and there's all the young people sitting down the back. And about 10 or 12 people came up and they all got filled with the Spirit within seconds. It was amazing. And the, the pastor said, that's awesome. What a bonus. They're not even my, part of my leadership team. But they heard that you were coming and they just all came to the meeting. They're all sitting along the back row. And I was talking about how the Holy Spirit comes like tongues of fire. And one of the young guys came and he had fiery red hair. I said, mate, you've got a head start. You've already got it on you. <laughs> He started laughing, all the young people started laughing. Next minute, they're all speaking in tongues and the power of God came. I thought, Lord, let us not hold back from this awesome power of the Holy Spirit. It's a power of God. The enemy's tried to slow us down and get us all messed up and confused about that. It's God's power. Another great power is God's love and grace. God's perfect love drives out fear. To know that you're loved and filled and the grace of God on your life, what a powerful weapon that is. Romans 5.17 says, For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Well, you can reign and rule. You don't have to be under the circumstances. Like the pastor said to the lady, he says, how are you going? He says, well, under the circumstances, I'm doing okay. He says, what on earth are you doing under the circumstances? Get on top of them and let's see what God can really do in your life. And way off, too often we get under the circumstances instead of above the circumstances, facing them in the eye with God's grace and strength. And he will help us. The message says, if death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery Life makes sovereign life in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift, this grand setting everything right that the one man Jesus Christ provides. Hallelujah. Salvation is the most amazing gift in our lives. Two, two more to wrap it up today. The blood of Jesus in our testimony. This is great weapons. Your story sets people free. Revelation 12, 10 and 11 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven never seems to be quiet in heaven. It's always noisy. It says, it says for 30 seconds there's quietness in heaven. The rest of the time it's just activity and noise and praise and worship. Wow. God's good. Now the salvation, the power and the kingdom, dominion, reign of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. That sounds like some of us battle with, eh? And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when they faced it with death. Oh, Jesus, help us. Do you realize nearly all of those weapons 
are launched out of your mouth. That's the launching pad. They come out of your heart, but they're launched out of the words, the confession, the praise, the prayer. We to get our mouth clean so it can launch these amazing weapons, a few missiles that destroy the strongholds around us and set people free. Here's one more that's a very interesting weapon. Nehemiah 8.10 says, And do not be worried, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Wow! The joy of the Lord is our stronghold. I know that if I lose the joy of the Lord in my heart, that something's got on top of me. Peace and joy are my greatest, quickest signals. Within minutes, I know if I've lost my joy or peace, I've got to I've, I let something get into my heart I shouldn't have, or I'm seeing something wrongly about myself or others. I say, Lord, let the joy of the Lord come back because that is my strength. The challenge is we often spend so much focus and energy on our strongholds of weakness or need, we don't focus, focus enough on Jesus who is our true stronghold. And sometimes a stronghold is defeated in a moment of breakthrough, like the children of Israel at the Jericho. They shouted. But you forget, they had a week of preparation when they walked around, and they'd had years of learning to trust God in the wilderness. So we love the suddenlies, but if you want the suddenlies, you've got to do the dailies well. The dailies of trusting, growing, stretching, ministering, releasing, overcoming, and that's the journey of daily life. And then you'll have the suddenlies from time to time that will amaze you and will release other people's lives. Life is made up of many small daily choices. Wow. What strongholds do you have in your life? Do you have the positive stronghold of His grace and love and strength? The the Lord is the stronghold of your life? Or are there other strongholds of negativity and fear and sickness and pain and brokenness that still hold us way more than they should. God wants to set us free. He wants us to learn to fight with those spiritual weapons so that we can be free and many others will be free around us. One more scripture. Isaiah 54 verse, No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, says the Lord. Wow, wow. Let's stand together. Thanks, team. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Let's say that together. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Let's confess it again. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Once more. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Now just for a moment, let's close our eyes. and Take for a moment to think about what are some of the other strongholds that have been trying to hold you or slow you down or the people around you. You might have this really strong in your life and you've got into a place of great strength and victory and we all wrestle with stuff from time to time but there's other people around you that you know they're just controlled and held down. What are those strongholds that maybe you wrestle with more than God wants you to? 
We give them way too much time, but the Spirit of God is there. I want to be your stronghold of your life. Why don't you speak a couple of them out right now and say, in Jesus' name, we're going to replace that stronghold with the strength of the Lord. We're going to replace that stronghold with with the freedom in Christ. We're going to replace that stronghold with the love that drives out fear. We're going to replace that stronghold of negativity with faith and positive confession of who God is, that He's good. We're going to replace that stronghold of lack with the provision of God. We're going to replace that with the healing and the freedom of Jesus Christ in my body, in my mind, in my heart, in our family. Oh, Jesus, we need to declare that. That he is good. That he is good. Oh, you are good. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.